Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. St. Vincent de Paul once said, Whatever you do, think not of yourself, but of God. I'll say that again. Whatever you do, do not think of yourself, but of God. Well, I think that message gets to the heart of the readings for this weekend. Essentially, you see two widows in the first reading, as well as in the gospel, embody that statement made by St. Vincent de Paul. Now, go to the first reading. Now, it's kind of hard to understand when we read it. We're coming in towards the middle of a story. What we have to do is appreciate the whole context in which it is set in. Elijah is making this long journey. Essentially, the journey takes him out of Jewish territory into Gentile land. And he comes upon a widow with a son. And the widow then begins to tell him the plight of the country that Elijah has wandered into. Essentially, the country has suffered from a severe drought that caused a famine. And there's very little food or water. In fact, this woman, as Elijah stumbles upon her, is making the very last meal for her and her son. After that, there is no more food in the house or even in the country for them to take. Now, upon hearing this, if this was you or I, our first instinct would be not to take any food that she would be able to offer us. You know, just keep it, we would say. Or our first inclination would be to say, how can I help you? You know, what can I do to get you some food or water? Or, or here's some money. Here, here take this and, and go and try and buy some food. But Elijah, that's not his instinct. Upon hearing all this terrible information, that this widow is making her last meal for her and her son, and they are prepared to die, what's Elijah's first instinct? Well, his thirst. So he asked the woman for some water. Well, it's a country that's been suffering from drought. There's probably very little water. Well, Elijah wants it. And then after he drinks the water, what does he then say? Well, I'm hungry. You know, make me a cake. So he wants this woman to take the very last food that she has for her and her son and to give it to Elijah. Now realize, too, Elijah is a Jew. This woman and her son are Gentiles. For centuries on end, Jews and Gentiles didn't necessarily get along. And most of the time, they hated each other. Why? Well, because the Jews treated the Gentiles as second-class citizens. You know, the Jews were God's chosen people. The Gentiles weren't. Therefore, the Jews looked down at their nose at the Gentiles. And the Gentiles resented that because of that. So there was always this tension between the two. More to it, if you're a good Jew, like Elijah was, you knew that you could not accept anything from a Gentile. You cannot accept even a handshake, let alone a meal or even go into their house. If you did, you become ritualistically impure. And therefore, you couldn't worship at the temple in Jerusalem. You couldn't go into any synagogue or even in the marketplace because you would render other people impure. You would have to go through a lengthy purification process to become pure again as a Jew. So Elijah knows this. And yet still, 
He's there in this woman's house asking for food. Now, this woman's perspective, she has no right or any obligation to feed Elijah. In fact, she's within her rights to even refuse. He's a Jew, she's a Gentile. You know, they're in this terrible situation of famine and drought. Elijah should fend for himself. And yet, what's her response? How does she act? Well, with a great amount of charity. She lives out that expression from St. Vincent de Paul. Whatever you do, do not think of yourself, but think of God. And in doing so, she provides Elijah with water and food to eat. And what happens? Because of this great act of charity on this woman's part, God blesses her with a year's worth of food and water, such that she and her son will now be able to persevere through the drought and the famine. And then the rains will come and everything will be restored. They will live because of her generous charity. And see, therein lies the message for us all for this weekend. You know, it's a basic biblical truth. Our faith will increase. Our being will increase. Our sense of purpose and fulfillment will greatly increase by the very measure in which we give it all away in service to God and others in this world. You see this up and down the Bible. You see people giving themselves away. In the first reading, you see a woman give her food away. In the gospel, you see a woman giving her money away. And what happens? They are greatly blessed for it. And so, we too, if we really want fulfillment in our life, if we want our faith to grow, give it away. Give it away in service to others and God in this world. And yet, what's the temptation? To cling to it. What does the world tell us? Grasp on to those things that you have. You earned it. You know, you worked hard for it. Let other people fend for themselves. But what does the Bible tell us? If you want your faith to grow, if you want your life to be enriched, give it away. Give it away, your time, as well as your prayers, your treasure, your talent and abilities for the service of God and others, and then you will be greatly blessed. And see, that's the heart of the message. Now, it's a great segue into the gospel. How does the gospel begin? With Jesus, you know, first criticizing the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, they are the religious establishment of the time. And yet, why is Jesus criticizing them? Because they're constantly not giving themselves away. They're constantly clinging to the things that they have. Jesus criticizes the fact that they love greetings in marketplaces. They like seats of honor at banquets. What does that do? Calls attention to them. You know, we would refer to it as shameless self-promotion. They're using their positions of religious authority. They're using their piety to not only boost their ego, but to benefit financially. See, they're clinging. They're clinging to their titles and their honor and their power and their notoriety. They're not giving it away. See, that's what Jesus is criticizing. Now, next in the story, Jesus makes his way to the treasury. And it says, and I don't know if you picked up on that little detail, it says many rich people were donating large amounts of money. Well, how do we know this? How do we know how much people are donating to the treasury? So it begs the question, how did Jesus know? Well, what you have to understand first and foremost, the treasury, when you donate money to the treasury, it went to the temple for the maintenance and upkeep. It'd be like for our parishes. You might have a building and grounds fund. 
that when you donate money to that specific fund, it goes directly to the upkeep and the maintenance of the church and the other buildings that you have on campus. So true with my parishes. Now, there were receptacles there in front of the temple to collect this treasury, the donations to the treasury. Now, the receptacles were kind of like the post office. You know, the post office boxes, you see them on street corners. Instead of having going to the post office to mail a letter, you just go to one of the boxes. You open up the lid, you drop your envelope in, and therefore it's going to be mailed. Well, the same thing holds true with these receptacles at the treasury. You just drop your money in, and there was your donation. Now, what was interesting about these receptacles, they were shaped in the form of a trumpet. Yes, a trumpet, a musical instrument, a trumpet. Intentionally. Why? Because when he dropped any amount of money in these receptacles, they would make a great deal of sound clanging back and forth as they made their way down to the bottom of the receptacle. And so, if you were rich and you came with a great deal of or a great amount of coins and you dropped all those coins down the receptacle, they would make a great deal of noise as they're clanging or banging their way down to the bottom. People would turn in the marketplace and look and say, hey, he or she just donated a large sum of money. So again, it was a way of calling attention to yourself and what you just did. But just the opposite would hold true. If you were poor and only donated a little, like this widow who just dropped in two coins, it would make very little noise as it banged its way down to the bottom of the receptacle. Very few people would notice because they couldn't hear it. Therefore, it would be hard to call attention to yourself. G.K. Chesterton once said, The reason why angels can fly is because they take themselves so lightly. Well, it's so true when you think about it. We too must take ourselves lightly. Whatever we do, whatever it is, whether we give our time or talent or treasure away in service to gather others, we shouldn't do it to be noticed. That shouldn't be our primary goal. Instead, we should do it with relative anonymity, just like this poor widow, so that nobody knows it, except one person, God, and God alone. Now, go back to the story. Jesus, he does see it. Notice it says he called his apostles to him, which means the apostles don't even notice what this woman has done. And he says that this woman has contributed her whole livelihood. Well, that's good. This widow has contributed all the money she had. The widow in the first reading gave away all the food that she had. They embody that teaching of St. Vincent de Paul. Whatever you do, think not of yourself, but of God. Again, it's that basic biblical truth. If you want your life to be enriched and be fulfilled, if you want your faith to grow and have meaning and purpose in life, then give it away. Give it away in service to God and others. Give away your time and your talent and your treasure. Give it away your skills and abilities in service to others in this world, and your life will be enriched. I'll give you one example of this. Catechists. You take any catechist in any parish, and they will tell you they get more out of it than they put into it. You talk to a catechist at the end of a faith formation year, and they will tell you their faith has increased, their knowledge of their faith has grown, and now their life has purpose and meaning in life, now more than ever. Because of what? Because they gave themselves away. Every week they taught our children in catechism and faith formation, 
They gave away their time. They gave away their skills and abilities to teach our children so they could come to know the faith. And in doing so, the catechists were blessed. Their faith grew. Their life was enriched. And see, catechists are just one example in which people in parishes embody the teachings of Jesus Christ, embody the teaching of St. Vincent de Paul. Whatever we do, think not of yourself, but of God. See, when we do that, then our life will truly be enriched. Our faith will always grow, which is all that Jesus ever wants of us. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.